0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is wonderful to have you with me on another beautiful day, and I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have because we are diving into a realm not only of children... But about self love and also uh, the realm of collective consciousness. My guest today has a variety of areas that she speaks to, and she is quite a master. So I'm looking forward to you meeting her. Before we dive into the show, I just want to say connect with me on social media at Simran Singh 1111 or at 1111 Magazine. I'd also love for you to dive into the current issue of 1111 Magazine. It is out, it is free, it is digital. You can go to 1111mag.com, anytime time and experience some of the amazing individuals that are featured. This particular issue is quite powerful, and it is about no more illusions, which is exactly where we need to go. There are powerful articles from Penny Pierce, from Lee Harris, Guy Finley, amazing individuals that are talking about things from an energy level as well as the psychological level. And in addition, there are pieces on Letting Go by Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Baker. Jacob Norby talks about recreative recovery, and then I'm introducing you to some individuals you might not know about. Ragani has done a beautiful peace prayer video that you have to see, so make a note to go to YouTube and see that, in addition to uh, Sahara White Wolf talking about light language and some beautiful poetry by Becky Crowell. So definitely check out the free magazine, it is always supportive, and if you are just too busy to pay attention to your own personal practice or to allow those bits and pieces of consciousness and self-growth to come in, we now have 1111 Magazine on audio, so you can grow on the go, and you'll find out more about that at 1111mag.com. Children diagnosed with autism are in this world, but not of it. They are diagnosed with autism, and they're stuck between worlds. That's why they look so funny or different to us in the first place. And it won't be that way forever. As the vibration of our humanity rises, so does the ability of these children to more profoundly and concretely offer their awareness to the world. They currently offer that gift simply by being here. The vibration that they embody is a gift enough, and the training that they offer caregivers is bringing greater and greater awareness all the time to what actually lies hidden inside. This is from the book Awesomism, a new way to understand the diagnosis of autism by Susie Miller. And it is a beautiful book to partake of if you know of a child or family that is dealing with autism, or even if you don't, it really does provide some additional information that will support you in becoming more present as well. Susie Miller is a visionary speaker, author, telepathic communicator, multidimensional seer, and founder of the groundbreaking awesomism practitioner process in Everyday Avatar, the Journey Back to Love series. A former pediatric speech-language pathologist, pathologist with a master's degree in education, Susie pioneered a shift in the perception of autism from an individual disorder to a collective revolution in human consciousness and has been playing in the field of leading-edge consciousness ever since. Throughout her long career, she has collaborated with professionals in a variety of fields from psychology, social work, mainstream education, and medicine to leading-edge scientists, metaphysicians, healers, and new thought leaders." You can find out more about her at susiemiller.com. And I definitely, again, want to mention the book, which is Awesomeism: A New Way to Understand the Diagnosis of Autism. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Susie to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Susie. Thanks for having me, Sivran. It's wonderful to have you here. And I really enjoyed the book from two perspectives. Number one, getting to know a little bit more about the, the beauty and the, the many gifts and insights that autistic children bring to us about us, but also seeing how you uh, moved into this discovery for yourself from being a speech pathologist. And I want to start off um, with... With how this began uh, with Riley, I want to I want to begin there because I think that's where you really discovered uh, that there was something there, and where Riley taught you that you were a master at it. So please talk a little bit about that part of the story.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, longtime pediatric speech language pathologist, and back in 1999, I had a private practice. Um, out of my house and traveling around to see all kinds of kids everywhere and so Riley ended up being you know what I thought was going to be you know another kid on the caseload kind of thing and I went to see him in his daycare center and you know, looking through the eyes of a speech-language pathologist at that moment and also through the eyes of a speech-language pathologist that really, honestly, didn't have all that much experience working with kids with autism because, you know, when I graduated in 1986 with my master's degree, there just weren't that many there, you know, so we didn't get special training like they did now. Um, but on that particular day, um, I walked into his daycare center, and there's this beautiful little boy, um, four years old, walking back and forth in his daycare center saying, it's the millennium, it's 1999. And so, you know, when you're looking through the eyes of a speech-language pathologist, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's an interesting little kid, right? And But he walked up to me on that day and uh, made direct eye contact which most will, who have worked with children diagnosed with autism will know that that's not so common for a stranger to get eye contact with the child. But he walked up to me, and he looked me directly in the eyes, and he said, Master? And whatever happened when he said, Master, my first thought was, who's the master here? And then the second thought was, I was really paying attention to what was going on in my body, because... There was something happening almost like from the inside out. There was some visceral experience that I couldn't really explain to much until much later. But it was clear to me that he had seen something in me that I didn't even know existed, you know, within myself. And so we proceeded to go to the back of the daycare center and to work so I could work with him and place, you know, we got into the room, I sit down in front of the door, because clearly he wanted to be out with his friends and not, you know, with some lady he didn't know. But as he was walking around in this room, again, you know, saying, kind of muttering different things, it's the millennium as well as a few other things. And all of a sudden, what I saw was I saw what I would call like a light body version of his physical body. So imagine a body made out of light that was the same size, the same configuration as his physicalness, but it was above him and to the right. And there was a little tail that hung off the foot, the light body foot went into the top of his head and went down, dropped just down into his heart. So that was the connection, so light body above, physical body below, with this little connector um, into the heart, and I had never seen anything like that before. I'd never seen the energy like that before, and so the first thing that happens when you see something like that is, you know, you're questioning yourself, of course. It's like, what the heck's going on? You think you're having a bad day. You don't know what... And so, and then the second thing that happens is you very naturally and organically kind of go, well, what's that? You know, what am I seeing? And when I said to myself, what am I seeing? I heard within myself this little boy's voice that said, that's my light body, and you're here to put my light body back into my physical body. Mm. And... Um, Yeah, so, you know, obviously had no idea whatsoever what he meant at that point or how to do that. But he basically took me through um, a year-long process where the mastery that um, I have now really began to open up. And um, I'm convinced that he kind of He was kind of like the key that turned the lock, right? He kind of unlocked something within me, and from that moment forward, there were all kinds of um, skill sets that he was teaching me so that I could support him in bringing that light body back into his physical body.
2: That makes sense. You you write in the book that I was fully present and open to this incredible new experience. Riley informed me that he was in two different places at the same time. He could not occupy his physical body with his light body. His physical mm-hmm. body was having one experience and his light body was having another. And the two weren't working as one. And so is this typically going on with autistic children? And does it go on with individuals beyond the autistic
3: Absolutely. Um, When you, if you look through um, energetic eyes, I would say, or vibrational eyes um, into where these children function very well, they, it's just that they are, they're functioning in different realms and different dimensions and um, different realities. They know exactly what they're doing there. They know, just like Riley knew exactly what to tell me to do in order to help him integrate his light body into his physical body over that year, all of these children are functioning very well somewhere else and, um, and not so well in the physical world because the, the density of the physical world is just that it's not a vibrational match to who they actually are. So, So, you know, it's and most individuals look at maybe um, the mind and the body of this population and if you look through those eyes, just like when I was looking through the eyes of a speech pathologist, you look and you see, oh, something must be broken, right? You know, that's the perception, but... If we will actually start to look at the level of spirit or vibration or, um, you know, begin to consider where they are functioning, then we can absolutely use those skill sets to help them compensate for the challenges that they face in our physical reality. And, and I agree, I think it's true, Simran, that we all, you know, we all have, we all have challenges right? And we all have, we all have mastery. And I think that what ends up happening through all of our lives is we begin to learn to use our mastery to overcome some of our weaknesses. Well, it just so happens that this population has mastery in other places and spaces and realms, but they can still use that mastery to overcome their challenges. Um, yeah if now might
2: you, go ahead you you contemplated and questioned whether or not you should tell Riley's parents about the experiences that you both were having together and he actually said to you they're not ready yet. Now right. I would imagine that there are a lot of parents that might not have any clue about energy or might uh, think you know what what the heck is this person talking about if she starts talking about energy. So how how does one approach Parents or how do parents approach their child if they're not in a place where they truly understand energy systems and, and the realms of different spaces that bodies can be in and, and that sort of thing?
3: Right. Well, I, I want to answer that from two different points of view or two different vantage points because on the one hand, um, you know, in my case, because he was teaching me about those Vibrational worlds, that energetic um, world. What what basically got them to start asking me questions was they noticed that he was integrating. They noticed that something was changing for him, and so, you know, so sometimes we can apply some of those strategies, those energetic strategies, and then you know, any parent is going to kind of say, "Oh, something's changing. What?" What are you doing? You know, what's happening? And the minute they ask what's happening is about the moment that they're really ready to hear at least the beginnings of what is actually happening. So there's, there's that vantage point. The other side of this is that for the parent who is not quite ready to hear that whole story but really need some strategies to begin to open up to connect with their child in different ways, a lot of times the first thing I will tell people to do is just start with being authentic with your feelings because the the world of emotion is really the first place that these children kind of it's their interface let's say between their world and our world and you can imagine that the emotional body it's like it's light enough for them to connect with but it's um but it's it's light enough for them to connect with and begin to have information with and begin to interact in but you can imagine that if a mother has just gotten a diagnosis of autism and she's, for her child, and she's worried and she's concerned and she thinks that, you know, people tell you all kinds of terrible things, that this is like a death sentence and you're going to have this forever. And, you know, you can imagine what the that those parents' emotional body is like. And so, the child is experiencing that and sensing that. So, if the parent will will begin to become authentic with their emotional, um, yeah, just be, be authentic with their emotions. It really makes it much easier for these kids to be able to interact. So if you're having a bad day, you know, the first thing I tell parents is it's okay to say to your child or to yourself, at least admit it to yourself, I'm having a really bad day. I'm worried, I'm concerned, I'm afraid, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, I don't know how to help you. Those kinds of things are actually very productive um, in making the kinds of connections that these kids are attempting to make between their light body and their physical bodies. There are many discoveries yet to be made, and we use our systems
2: and cosmologies to keep our curiosities alive and goals in sight. However, we often find that science and religion, psychology and spirituality have been positioned in opposite corners as we search for answers, which often promote conflict and challenges within ourselves. It has always been precarious to be a rebel. Nonetheless, it is the rebel who in the end often produces the gateway that leads humanity into a broader meaning regarding the why and how of our life and the universe. Susie Miller is definitely that rebel when it comes to children and autism. Susie Miller has been a highly skilled pediatric speech pathologist for close to two decades, when through an amazing experience with a four-year-old child diagnosed with autism, she came to this breakthrough way of understanding and working with these gifted children. She currently works with children and families, bringing awareness to the various energies that make these children tick. Susie's revolutionary thinking preserves the humanity and dignity of children, empowers the parents, and makes a great deal of sense to anyone interacting with these children, these highly aware children. Now in the book Awesom, you can discover how to understand autism as never before. You'll learn about the vibration behind autism and understand how to apply this awareness to experience the awesomism in your child. You can also find out more about Susie at susiemiller.com and find out about different ongoing awesomism processes. In addition to the Journey Back to Love series and her monthly energy sessions, you will be able to experience 30 days of awesomism for free if you sign up for that, and you will find out about her blog and many other things that she's doing. Again, that's susymiller.com. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live, wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or
0: Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444, People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized, so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
0: Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love and confidence, to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bountifully and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at imsimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world connect at IamSimran.com Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort, Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom, and financial flow. The Vision of Oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. www.visionofoneness.com
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
2: In awesomeness, Susie takes your hand and lovingly challenges you to look through a new lens when viewing these precious children. She skillfully encourages you to be more open, to love them right where they are, and to learn from them. Perhaps they're here to teach you about the subtleties of this world. How would you ever know if you didn't open your minds and attempt to explore their world through keen observation and the harnessing of your own intuitive faculty? They deserve your efforts to meet them where they live. These precious children are undoubtedly in our lives to teach us how to take the richer and more mindful walk through life, a walk with our own soul and theirs. This is from the book. Awesomeism: A New Way to Understand the Diagnosis of Autism by Susie Miller. You can find out more about her at susiemiller.com. Uh, she will be uh, beginning an Awesomeism Practitioner Process online certification that will be uh, launched December of 2017. So definitely mark your calendars if you are interested in being an Awesomeism practitioner. Again, that's susymiller.com. And in the meantime, I invite you to sign up on her newsletter. And that way you'll be informed of the different launches and the many different things that she has going on, including her monthly energy sessions, in addition to her Journey Back to Love series that is power-packed to support you in your own growth processes. Welcome back, Susie. I want to talk about um, why there is so much autism in the world and how did it come to this. I'm sure that's a question that many parents ask and many individuals ask because we do hear about it more and more and more these days.
3: Yeah. um, Well, what Riley had said way back in the day is that we actually, as a collective consciousness, you know, we, we send out, kind of um unconscious requests all the time and he said that that as a collective we were very aware that the way that we had been um moving in the world was not working anymore you know that kind of that i would say that more male dominated uh Perspective was not working for us. and so we were looking for souls to come in that could offer this offer us something different. And so the these children began as souls, these children began to answer that call. So they were we called them so that we would have a population of more intuitive individuals. Uh, higher vibrational, or, or, or maybe not higher vibrational, but a more refined vibrationally being coming in, and these souls took that took that opportunity. Right, um, not an easy choice for them to make um, at a soul level, because they knew that they weren't going to be able to get completely anchored. But you know, things like when you look at what these children being here has actually changed. You know, they've changed the way we look at medicine, they've changed the way we look at education, they've changed the way we've looked at science and environments and all kinds of things, so their presence here alone is altering quite a bit. That sounds like it's
2: part of the evolutionary process. And so often, especially if we're a parent and we see our child is different than other children, the first thought is, okay, I need to fix this. I need to get this right. I need to adjust this behavior so that it is acceptable and conforms to the rest of society. But you're not really saying we're here to get your child fixed or, or have them behave right. You're you're actually saying that there's something very different going on. And you talk about it from three different perspectives. You say evolution, potential, and awareness. Dive a little more into these three perspectives.
3: Right. So, you know, so again, if we, if we see anybody who is different in our experience, you know, we have a tendency to, I think it's human nature, to want them to be more like us. We feel comfortable when somebody is more like we are. But but what would happen if we took another approach? What, it, what would happen if we looked at the potential? What would happen if we looked through um, their eyes or through the eyes of their awareness um, and saw what was, you know, treated it as if it was an evolutionary process. So if you see a child who has differences, not necessarily a disorder, differences, if we begin to have some level of curiosity about that individual, if we begin to be willing to um, see through their, their eyes or experience through their experience, what does that actually do for us? right so it's really it's really no different we can apply that same principle to other cultures or other races or other religions you know it's you know there's a difference but just because somebody's a different religion or a different race different culture that doesn't mean they're disordered right it just means they're different and i see autism and other energetic sensitivities in the same light So as we have this curiosity about them, we really begin to allow ourselves to be, yeah, to kind of see through their eyes or put ourselves energetically in their place just through having curiosity, just asking those, like, why does that happen? Or where are you when you're not here? You know, um, those kinds of questions have a tendency to open up all kinds of possibilities and potentials.
2: Mm Hmm when you when you go into the book a little bit further you talk about how the autistic child experiences the world and i love one statement that you have in here Uh, around what the children are are experiencing. Children diagnosed with autism have a heightened sense of awareness or acuity that the rest of us possess to a more limited degree. And so talk a little bit about that heightened sense of awareness and is it to bring us to more presence? Is it to awaken within us a heightened sense that we have dormant within ourselves?
3: Absolutely. I think that the the population diagnosed with autism is one giant invitation to kind of come into our more intuitive nature. And just by virtue of the fact that the vast majority of these children either have limited verbal communication or no communication at all, that alone will really force the adults in, in their environment to become more intuitive. If you can't talk to somebody and ask them what they want, you begin to start um, yeah connecting in ways that you you know it's like you begin to work a muscle that you haven't had to work before, so so that alone kind of creates this more intuitive nature, but if you take a parent who's watching their child suffer, you know watching their child in pain or that parent will do just about anything, including allowing themselves to open beyond or beyond what they've been able to open to before. And they will they will find a way. And a lot of times, Simran, they don't even know they're doing it. You know, it's like I've watched this in autism classrooms all over the place. I've watched it with parent and child. A lot of times... You know, we're so immersed with the day-to-day activities of being with these children that we don't even really notice what they're doing to us. <laughs> you know, they, they, they we don't even notice what that invitation is. But any parent will say over a period of time, yes, they have been, become more intuitive. And when we consciously choose to become more intuitive, these kids can take us into worlds and to awarenesses and to realities that truly allow us to begin to understand that everybody on this planet is so much more than they perceive themselves to be. We are so much more than simply, you know, flesh and blood, and that's their invitation over and over again
2: i love that word invitation because it really is inviting us to experience the world through them and it, and it sounds as if they have a greater experience of oneness than than we have that their their version of duality is much different and you talk a little bit about how the physical hearing of children diagnosed with autism is very sensitive or their physical sense of touch is exaggerated so that it's more fluid if they're feeling something or their taste is more sensitive than the rest of us. Speak to, to how their senses are blurred and how that state of presence and us accepting that invitation can help us understand a little bit more about how we are, not just as sensory beings, but even beyond the senses.
3: Right. Well, so so I always use the analogy like think about um the autistic individual. It's like their their all of their sensitivities are dialed up. There's a more refined um experience and expression of sensory information. So for us um, we may be able, you know, we hear each other having a conversation right now, and we exchange words because of that. For the autistic individual, a lot of times they are hearing, um, maybe, maybe they're not even interested in hearing the words, because the vast majority of human beings really don't say what they mean. They say what they've been conditioned to say to make things okay, so... The child diagnosed with autism, um, at a very basic level, um, hearing they they hear what you actually mean instead of what you are saying, and they they hear what the um, yeah they hear what the, they hear what what you mean, not what you are actually saying. They also hear other into other realms into other experiences they see in these same ways and having these same skill sets myself at this point what ends up happening is they they put their attention so if you have somebody in front of you who is putting their attention not on what you are saying but what you are actually feeling or what, what the meaning is behind that. They're highlighting that. That's where they're that's where they're engaging you. And what ends up happening is a parent may say something back to the child and the child will completely ignore the parent or not engage with the parent as long as the parent is simply you know, looking at it for, I mean, uh, engaging from that vibrational reality or or from that density, the minute the parent gets frustrated and actually says what they mean, that's when the child will engage. And it's not because the parent got frustrated, it's because the parent is now saying what is a vibrational match to what the child has access to. So, so, all of these kids see multidimensionally. They all hear multidimensionally. So, so they see different aspects of us that require support, and they're going to they're constantly highlight that place so that we begin to ask questions about those places.
2: Susie, yes, does that mean, because in the beginning you talked about the telepathy that went on between you and Riley, and and what you're talking about now is is feeling and emotion, and that sounds more like empathy, and so are they cultivating within us both telepathy and empathy? Because I know we are moving toward a society at some point that is to be telepathic, and in order to be telepathic and in order to survive as a species, we need to become more empathic.
3: Without a doubt. And again, back to when you were asking why are there so many children coming now, this is what we put a call out for. What was, what, the way we were was not working, right? And so we do need to, we all need to evolve into a more loving, empathic, you know, humanity. And part of that I would say a vast majority of that is being supported by these energetically sensitive populations. And yes, telepathy is a natural byproduct of spending any amount of time with a child that functions, you know, in these realities. They are extremely telepathic, one to each other. There's there's a lot of communication going on for them all the time. But their goal or their desire is to really support us in becoming more telepathic, for sure. And that opens up, that opens up, that's a big question right there. What happens when we become telepathic is we begin to see ourselves beyond what we've seen before. We begin to know that we are more than we've been before so this is all this is all part of how they're helping us evolve
2: imagine if everyone operated on the same high level of feeling and awareness as do children diagnosed with autism we would have a whole new way of being in the world children diagnosed with autism demonstrate so beautifully that they function from a feeling state when they know that the people in their world feel whole they feel better and so can we all if we follow their lead In other words, children diagnosed with autism represent the next step in the spiritual evolution of mankind. They have moved from a predominant thinking state to a state of just being in the energy of the situation and feeling it through. Let's turn to the issue of potential and see what change in evolution will mean for the rest of us. It's time for us to step up into a point where our entire society is made up of people who could sense at a deep level this is from the book awesomism a new way to understand the diagnosis of autism by Susie miller she's a visionary speaker author telepathic communicator multi-dimensional seer and founder of the groundbreaking awesomism practitioner process in addition to everyday avatar the journey back to love series you can find out more about her at suzymiller.com and you can also access the ability to have her monthly energy sessions work with her or become a practitioner of the awesomism process uh, through a new program that is launching online december 2017 Susymiller.com we'll be right back after these messages
1: Live up to your fullest
0: potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
0: Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love and confidence, to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bountifully and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at imsimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world connect at IamSimran.com Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I'm Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort, Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great. Have more energy. Sleep better. Gently detox. Lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The Vision of Oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at TheVisionOfOneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. VisionOfOneness.com Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment
1: Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
2: In Susie Miller's book Autismism: A New Way to Understand the Diagnosis of Autism, she writes that she encounters among parents of children Diagnosed with autism, the emotion of guilt. Parents feel guilty, as, as we have discussed, because they believe their genetics, their choices, or some other actions or inactions they have taken have led to the diagnosis of autism in one or more of their children. Sometimes there is guilt and frustration for simply not being able to figure it all out. But the reality is that parents don't cause autism. However, I do want to point out that we all do face issues of guilt, shame, and many other emotions, regardless of whether or not we have children of autism. Have you been on a spiritual journey and know yourself to be more than just your body, mind, and emotions, yet continue to find it hard to love and enjoy yourself, your experiences, and life in general? Have you had a variety of interesting multidimensional experiences, yet continue to find it uncomfortable to be here on the planet? Did you experience childhood challenges and sensitivities that continue to play out as patterns in your current life? If so, then I invite you to explore Susie Miller's The Journey Back to Love series and work. Uh, It is profound and it will be a process that will help take you deeper and deeper into yourself to explore the nature of where that comes from and how to release it. You can also find out more about the Awesomism Processes, the practitioner online program, which is beginning December 2017, and her monthly energy sessions. Find out more at susymiller.com. Susie, Suzy, let's talk a little bit about that, about the emotions and the different things that we as parents, whether or not we have an autistic child, uh, deal with, and how to handle um, not only the stress that's unexpected in dealing with uh, autistic children or even just life situations, but how we move forward into shifting that perspective for ourselves and in doing so shifting it for our children and the people around us.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I think we're so conditioned to to look, number one, I think we're so conditioned to look for external validation for all kinds of things. So if we're you know, if there's certain norms held within a society and then something happens and we either, you know, uh, we have an experience which seems to go against that norm or seems to create some kind of guilt or shame or whatever because of our perceptions of that experience, you know, we we automatically kind of start to lower our vibration. I mean, if you look at the, um, the there's a book uh David Hawkins power versus force and he's he actually calibrated the vibration of different emotions and shame and guilt is is pretty it's it's a pretty dense vibration and that's not I'm not saying that to create more shame and guilt you know but what I'm saying is that that it, as we're looking for external validation all the time we none of us have been taught how to actually love ourselves. None of us have been actually taught how to use kind of even self-talk or self-soothing or those kinds of things in order to be maybe our own best parent, right? And so until we learn to actually do that for ourselves, a lot of times we just but we are in a state of guilt, which is a fairly dense vibrational frequency, and the more we stay in that vibrational frequency, the less likely it is that we are actually going to be able to see ourselves, kind of beyond our human conditioning, behind beyond our human patterning. So, one of the first things I also tell parents is: so, yes, everybody has shame, everybody has guilt. Number one, you are not alone. This is a collective human experience and expression, and and it is also nobody else's responsibility to to kind of move us out of that. It's our responsibility to learn to love ourselves beyond what we've been able to love before. So, simply, simply things like, uh, learning how to self-talk, self-soothe. Wow, you're really feeling guilty today. You know, it's okay. You're, you're doing the best job that you can. You know, you're really feeling shameful today. Yes, that experience was hard. It was, I'm uh, making it mean these kinds of things. Does it actually mean that? Does it not make, make, does it not mean that? So, really supporting and, and, helping people begin to understand that we really do need to learn how to be our own best parent. Yeah. You
2: know, Susie, so many people are so focused on a goal or an agenda or reaching somewhere. And oftentimes we don't realize that unconsciously that is just distraction. That is just to hide feelings that we have or not face ourselves or to try to attain even sometimes whether it is the material good or the supernatural good that we are looking to attain. I know many people listening to the show might think, oh my goodness, I'd love to be telepathic or I'd love to Mm -hmm. be able to have the multidimensional frequencies or this, that, and the other. And truly, none of those things will be long-lasting unless we learn trust, unless we learn self-love. Talk a little bit about the value and the the need to integrate the self work and the level of trust within before any of those things can be real and long lasting in our lives
3: right right well i mean i know in my own experience imran you know I, you know had early childhood kind of traumas or i perceived you know early childhood traumas and that early childhood trauma well, a lot of times what it does is it sends you up and out of your body. It sends you looking, you know, if you don't experience um, love in the way that you are expecting to experience it when you get here, I think a lot of times what happens is we go out into all of these different worlds to try to find the love that, you know, we were seeking. And uh, I think one of the things that... Um, I learned actually recently, um, or uh, came came home recently, was that we're actually in the first place. We're actually not here to get love. We're actually here to be love, and it's a very different perspective. Because if we spend our whole lives because of our early traumas or whatever, thinking that we are here to get love. We will go into all kinds of realities and realms, and we all know people who are, like you were saying, we know people who are very spiritually gifted. They have all kinds of multidimensional sight and things like that, but they have a really hard time being loving and kind toward, you know, their family. They have they have a hard time bringing that right down into the human experience. And the fact is, is we are having a human experience. We are we are ultimately um, required um, to bring all of this awareness that we are right into the human experience. And we do that by integrating all of those different aspects of ourselves. We do that by actually allowing ourselves... To, to to be love versus seeking to get it, and so the minute we change that perception, huh? What if I was here to be love in this situation with my autistic child instead of get love, or what if you know what if I was here to be love um, in this dynamic? That's going on you know um between different races or different religions, or it it gives us a whole different perception, and that piece right there, I think helps us integrate that shift in what if, what if I'm here to be love that right there already starts to change some of the dynamics mm. to allow that to to allow that to happen, right.
2: We participate consciously or unconsciously in a universe that is constructed of a vast field of consciousness, of thought, that as participators in this universe, we can, with our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, change our world. We can alter what we are participating in simply by thinking about it, whether we are in the location of the object of our thoughts or not. We participate across time and space with our mind and the unseen energy our thoughts create. When you approach a new horizon, it is helpful to believe that something new is possible. That is the catalyst that sends our powerful thoughts to the problem at hand, seeking a solution, perhaps without you consciously knowing it. And with those thoughts of curiosity, healing, hope, and courage, you can change the direction of life by bringing forth this new understanding. That is the seed of change. I want you to look up the wonderful Susie Miller at susiemiller.com, explore her amazing work, on Awesomism, A New Way to Understand the Diagnosis of Autism, is her book, and find out about the awesomism processes, in addition to the Journey Back to Love series and her monthly energy sessions. Uh, Remember to mark your calendar to check into her practitioner process for awesomism that is launching online December of 2017. And... Just find out more about how you can love yourself more, how you can support and facilitate the work of these amazing autistic children on the planet. Thank you, Susie Miller, for being here. My guest next week is Daniel Dulski, and we are talking about Women Most Wild. So definitely join me next week. Until then, in love, of love, with love, and as love. I am Simran. Be well.